Welcome to Oyana, a teenager's journey to self-love. Our mission is to inspire, educate and empower, helping teenagers and parents to navigate through life and connect with their inner self. I'm your host and coach, Carol Oakley, and thank you for tuning in. And I hope you're all well and having an amazing week. And uh, God, spring, yeah, spring is truly here, I'd like to think, you know, here in the UK. We're now seeing longer days and the sun is gracing itself you know and it's just lovely to see you know a bit of sunshine and brighter days now today I have an incredible young man Jack Parson UK's chief youth officer Jack runs the youth group a youth first business that provides young people with the tools they really need to get ahead and grow in work on the flip side, they also help enterprise, government and education to engage, recruit and support youth. They wholeheartedly believe in the potential of all young people and care deeply about young people and their futures. They have helped and changed the future of over 90,000 young adults and have a global community of over 1.7 million people. Alongside running the youth club, the youth club, the youth group, I should say, and leading on youth empowerment and digital skills, Jack is a entrepreneur, public speaker, and global ambassador for mental health awareness in the workplace and education. Jack has been featured in a number of media outlets, including Forbes, Financial Times, and Daily Mail for his mission to improve the odds for young people. I mean, I just love Jack's story. I mean, it's such an inspiring one, you know, one that highlights sort of shared determination and ambition, you know, a true testament that, you know, your circumstances just do not have to define you. And I just think that's such an incredible thing. So without further ado, you know, let me say hello to Jack. Hey, Jack, how you doing? I'm really good, thank you. And yourself? I'm really well. I'm so well. I am just so honoured to have you, you know. Um, when I was preparing my, 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 well, preparing this interview, I thought, oh, my God, there's so many questions I want to ask Jack, you know. I'm going to have to, um, yeah, I'm going to have to ask you back because it's just so many. But, hey, let's just see how we get on and just go with the flow. I agree. And, and like you said, the, it's spring coming and the sun is shining. Why not? Yeah, why not? So, Without, you know, before we kind of get deep into deep into things, can you just um, tell our listeners a little bit about your background? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I grew up in a council estate and um, in Essex, if you can't already tell by the Essex accent. <laughs> and um, my my mum was only ever in free moods, uh, unfortunately, drunk, violent or asleep. So growing up was quite tough. I become the adult in the room at the age of five. And I was, um, my mum was a bit violent towards me, so it was quite difficult at, at home. So I used to go try and go to school to fit in. But even when I went to school, I was bullied. So oh, at home okay. I was getting bullied and in school I was getting bullied. And, and the turning point for me uh, was that I was old enough, um, 12 years old, to take out a paper round. And the okay. paper round funded my... Um, it paid me 15 quid a week and it funded my lessons to go and do judo. 
and I went to do judo and I walked into that room no one bullied me no one judged me and there's a there's a like a code when you go into judo or any Mm -hmm. types of sports that you respect and you play the game and 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 you actually just get on with it and you respect each other and I become a black belt in judo so my first bit of advice to any young person or any parent that is a bit worried about their uh, their children or they want to they're not they're not too sure of their uh, with their surroundings is go and find out where the clubs are find out what can that young person do what can I do as a young person and what can I do to get myself away from the current environment and that really changed my life because I started building confidence. And in judo, they learn you the difference between confidence and arrogance and ego. Yes. And that it's a fine line between the two. But uh-huh. I built enough confidence to, to go and actually say to my mum, stop it in me, go to school. No, the bullying stops, surprise, surprise. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and, 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 I think, and I think everyone has to find their, what I call hashtag my tribe. Mm-hmm. What's your tribe? What's your belonging? And how can you really really find something that you're passionate about and have a sense of belonging in a community that where you deserve to be fantastic I mean that's that's absolutely brilliant and I can completely relate to that in terms of a I guess in a, as a parent because I've got a 12 year old son and he he does taekwondo and it's very much about you know showing each other respect isn't it you know everyone's an equal and you know that has definitely helped my son um be be confident you know and like you said obviously you gained that respect in the playground didn't you <laughs> yeah I actually gained it and, and and that and that's brilliant that your son goes and, and goes there how many times a week does he do that um he goes once yeah he goes wow. he goes once a week but with lockdown now they do um you know different sort of online sessions now so um yeah he's been doing that for for quite a few years now but it's just the I can just see that being such a big part of him and his character now you know it's helped him build build his character which is fantastic and how did that come how did that come about was that you sharing it with him or was that going him going mum I want to go and do this it was actually sharing us sharing it with him and then you know fortunately he uh, he liked it and he adapted to it and um yeah so we'll see you know hopefully that will continue you know hopefully that will continue now before because I'm just so conscious about your time and I've got so many questions (laughs) for you (laughs) so obviously I mean you there was something obviously in you to want to do great things and you wanted to prove to those naysayers you know those people that were in position of power that you were more than what they thought you were what do you think was in you that made you want to be that be that person so there was a sense in me where when things get a bit too much it hurts you and we all we all go through hurt we all we all deal with things differently and it something just flipped in me that I didn't want anyone ever, any young person to ever grow up feeling lonely, lost or unloved like I did. Oh, wow. So for me, never really being loved by my parents, not really having a stable home, put a bee in my bonnet to make sure that others and other young people don't ever feel anxious, overwhelmed, or lonely or unloved and that is the reason why I set out to when I set this out I I'm not the smartest person in the room I didn't get my GCSEs but when you've got the passion and the energy Mm. 
to go and make change and learn and grow, magic happens. And that's where it all started. It was with the desire to actually change the system for those who have been let down, those who, who sound or look different, for those who actually are disadvantaged in some shape or form, mm. to say, you know what? There's no longer, you should no longer be disadvantaged. And we've got a long way to go. Yes. I think there's, there's a long way to go, but I think we're really breaking down the doors. And that has a number of communities together to break down the door, to say, it doesn't matter if you're a black young kid. It doesn't matter if you're a single parent and your mum's a natter and uh, got a, and what that's what like in school they the kids just say your mum's a nutter. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter if you're from a social mobility background. We all have a sense of belonging and we all have a role to play. And we should respect that and there should be equalness around the table. Love that. That's so that's so powerful. That's so powerful, Jack. Um yeah, God, you've just you've just made me feel all goose pimply. Oh <laughs> that's yeah, that's I think that's such a, a brilliant thing. Because at the end of the day, we are all equal, you know, and um, you know, and it is very much about finding that passion. And you know, once you find that passion, as you said, you know, magic happens, you know. Magic happens, and if you just keep your eye on your goals or your passion, then things start opening up for you don't they which is you know they which do. Is brilliant and, and and don't get beat up that the the road that you're on changes the path of direction changes mm. it should change because actually yes. that means that you're putting yourself out of your comfort zone and and you'll learn on the way I think um they, they say don't don't entertain failure at, um don't entertain failure at the beginning and the middle but never at the end yes love that that's fantastic. Now, I mean, you support young people who are so 18 to 13 years who are entering the world of work, looking for hope, skills and opportunity and who need help overcoming a barrier to success. Can you share with us your, your process and you know, how you help how you help them? Totally. So firstly, we put a, we put a marker on the paper to say every young person's unique. And they may have similar challenges, but every young person's unique. So we focus on stage, not age. And what mm. I mean by this is every young person is trying to overcome a barrier at the stage that they're at. So that might be, you know what, I don't know what I want to do. I play PlayStation all day. Yeah. I want to get a career in gaming, but how do I do it? And, and my parents don't work in gaming. I don't know no one around me who's in gaming. How do I actually build a career out of it? Mm. So they will come to us to seek advice and um, inspiration, which is the hope part, on how to get into the gaming industry. And then what we'll do is we'll either, depending where they are, the young person is, we'll either connect them to someone in the gaming industry so they can go and have a mentoring session, because it all right. starts with hope. That's it. Because a lot yeah. of young per people think, oh, I really want to be a chef or I really want to get into a gaming career. And then they actually go and find out a bit more and they go, mm, actually, that's I, I won't be playing the PlayStation all day. I'm actually behind the scenes doing ABC. Oh, yeah. no, thank you. That's not for me. <laughs> uh -huh. So it's working out. It's working out that hope and that inspiration to see what their inspiration is. Mm. And then secondly, it's about building the skills. And that's the soft skills and the hard skills around them so they can go and enter that industry and open those doors. And then thirdly, it's the actual opportunity. Young people 
have got so much opportunity in front of them, but it's overwhelming. Mm. They can't navigate it. And what do they type into that Google search bar in the first place? Yeah. So it's helping them to really break down that opportunity on how they can access it meaningfully. Brilliant. So it is literally just kind of connecting, it was connecting them with mentors, you know, role, role models, isn't it? So they can get a taste of, you know, of the real world of what they're, what they're passionate about or they're interested or curious about at that time. Totally. And it's connecting them. I call it, and you're, you're totally right, role models. I call them everyday role models. Mm. People that look like them, sound like them, and, and they're inspired to get into a career like them. It's no point putting a, a, a super young woman in front of a, a white old man, to be honest, yes. just to put it really bluntly. Yes, there's no point because she's going to think to herself or she's going to think, okay, but how am I associating myself? How am I going to get where he is? Mm. And he's sitting in a suit. So it's all about making it relevant to, to the individual and providing them with model, role models, everyday role models that Sam look and it's like them. There's no point a young woman trying to get advice um, from a CEO of a top bank who's all bald, is white male style, as they say it. Yes. And I can say that because I'm white and a, a male. But it's how do we really change that so mm-hmm. everyone has an equal playing field? And that's you have to do that by putting role models around those young people yeah. to be inspired by. Yeah, and they can be, and, w- and which they can relate to. Yeah, yeah, which actually leads me nicely onto my next question. I just love that your leadership team are all young. I've noticed yeah. that, which <laughs> which is great. Is that because you want to portray a more sort of modern and author- authentic look for you know for the youth to be able to relate to? Is that is that the reason behind it? So, the reason behind the the team is that they are just the right people to, mm. to be in the leadership team. We have a number of advisors that are older uh, around us um, yeah. that support because we don't know all the answers, but I think there's a pathway for everyone. And, and those individuals that sit on my leadership team have all just come through different walks of life. Some are really educated yeah. and some are from like myself from a council estate and it's very diverse. So we the, the team is young it's, it's not being put it's not being uh, made young on purpose it's just yeah. naturally happened being a young organization which is uh-huh. really uh, interesting <laughs> I actually am getting a few comments at the moment saying I think you need to diversify your team a little bit and bring okay. some older people around it and I'm, I'm, and I'm saying oh that's because you just want to be involved with the cool kids yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah so you, you, it's good to spot that but I think the team has been put together based on just uh, stars aligning um, kind of thing. Mm. And I, it does, it, it does, I do look at it sometimes and think, okay, maybe we need some um, more experienced, I call them, mature uh-huh. and experienced people around the table. Um, but we've got that support in our board. We've got that support in our mentorship. Um, so at the moment, I think, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's working and everyone's excited and, uh, and, but very smart as well. Uh, yes. I, I think we we underestimate how smart young people are. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, definitely. I mean, we have to, uh, you know, uh, 
us oldies can definitely learn from you young ones you know? <laughs> and you, know, you know what I love yeah I love when when a young person a, a group of young people and, and a group of experience the net the other generation comes together yeah because that's when power comes in the room when they when they sit in separate rooms and they go oh yeah but they do this and this to that that doesn't help anyone but when you bring the t- two together, together Oh my, oh my God, the community and the, and the action and the actual ideas yeah. is so important. Yeah. And that's what we try and do is bring the two communities together. Yeah. And that's so, that's so, you're so right there because, you know, I'm just thinking about my own family life when the, with the younger ones, when we're all together, it is very much about um, respecting each other's ideas and beliefs and, and everything and also coming out of our own comfort zone you know because it doesn't mean oh you know our beliefs are not necessarily right you know so when you hear about other people's ideas and beliefs that's when you say you know like you said you know magic magic happens you know and you can move mountains so I mean that's that's absolutely brilliant in terms of youth group we've kind of gone ahead a bit but what does that does that of interest I mean youth I mean you guys are doing fantastic things here so just very briefly can you tell us about the beginning stages of like obviously you came up with an idea that you wanted to help the youth what was it like in the in the the early stages so in the early stages it was literally me in a bedroom yeah and thinking okay what is the problem and what I realised is that we, we're, we all stand in front of a curtain. Mm. And behind that curtain is access to information and knowledge or opportunity that we will never be able to get access to because the curtain's closed. Mm. So the analogy that I use is that the youth group is that curtain holder. We mm. hold that curtain Why? Curtain opener. We hold, we hold that curtain really open wide so young people and employers and government and charities can come together and communities can come together and access opportunity that's meaningful. Yeah. And it all started with taking a group of 10 really disadvantaged, being unemployed for two years each on, on average, mm. can't get any opportunities taking a really small group of young people, finding their duvet flips, lifting them up and getting all 10 of them into sustainable employment. Wow. Learning, learning the challenges on the way, learning what's working, work it, work, learning what we need to adapt. For instance, we, I didn't take into consideration that a young person can't afford the travel to get to an interview and you're trying to send them on to six interviews and they can't, they can't get to the interview. Another issue, Ed, we had a young guy, um, Jamal, who went into a, a job to go do an interview at um, Ernest and Young, mm-hmm. got to the door, short, saw the shiny doors and felt overwhelmed and anxiety and stress mm. and just broke down. And then the barrier there was that he never walked into a shiny floor room with these mm. big buildings. He only ever seen that on films. Yes, yeah. Mm. So we had to, to call, we called up the recruitment team and said to the um, Ernest and Young's recruitment team, you need to change your policy. Why mm. don't you ask the young person if they feel comfortable coming into the office? 
And what they did after a bit of negotiation and actually having to um, go above a few people to speak to the chairman, they met that young guy in a coffee shop around uh, the corner. Yeah. Jamal got the job. He still works there now. Wow. All because of that little barrier. Mm. Which is a little barrier to us, but a but big a barrier bigger. to Jamal. Yeah, yeah. I can see I can see that being a barrier. Definitely. Wow. And just and it's just getting into the head, isn't it, of the mindset of um of our youth and not taking things for granted because you kind of we assume that our way of the, our our way of uh, seeing things is the way or the only way and it is mm. it's just being conscious that it's not and I love that because Carol I think there's also if you think it's the only way you're not thinking you're not thinking deep enough mm. there is several ways there's several ways I could travel now to uh, the other side of the river there's do, do you see what I'm saying yes. so what is the race we have to look at it through the lens of the other individual yeah and I I, I, I say it okay we're there's, there's Bob Marley yeah? <laughs> yeah there's a lot of young people that still love listening to Bob Marley yeah mm-hmm. the difference is is how they're listening to it yes uh-huh. so they're listening it through their phones and their um wireless um pods i uh, airpods the generation before it was on a, a stereo mm. or a um a walkman yeah or a tape or a tape <laughs> yeah, in there i didn't yeah. want to tell four people too much um, but yeah exactly so yeah. it's working out yeah <clears throat> What lens are we looking at this through or listening this through and yeah. understand that people listen and, and look at it through different lenses or different That's mediums. And that is okay. Mm-hmm. You're both listening to Bob Marley. Yeah. You, both want, you both want the best for the young person and you both want them to join the organization. Mm. It's just looking at and adapting to the lens. And then they're saying, okay, we're all looking at it through a tape. They're looking at it through a wireless thing. So we need to make sure we've got Bluetooth and uh wireless as this analogy making sure you've got the right materials available to, for them to listen it through their ipods and also the right inf- uh, material available for you to listen it for your for your tape yeah kind of thing. <laughs> yeah in the in, in the world of work yeah so that's how it that's how it breaks down really brilliant and god i just love that and you've just grown and grown and grown and grown since those 10 you know 10 children you've just like yeah you've just grown you've just snowballed as a as a as a company we are now it's gone from 10 so 10 uh, three years ago we're now uh edging uh 90 91 young people amazing amazing and you're kind of like you're serving like that five countries you're sort of spread out between, five, yeah, yeah five, five countries, countries at the moment um obviously a lot of our worker is here in the uk yeah. um, but you've got your Australia, you got your New Zealand, you got your Canada's, yeah. and you got your Europe as well. So it's really saying, okay, what is the what does young people need, and how do we really support them? But yeah. also understand that you can't do it all alone, That's and that it. is that is how you have to bring the ecosystem and other players around the table, mm. and actually say, okay, we're good at this. Who are good at what are others good at? And I use the analogy the chicken curry. A young person wants to create a chicken curry and yeah. the chicken curry is a career in digital. Mm. Yeah. 
we will help them. We act as the supermarket. We will help them with the ingredients. Mm. But some of the ingredients will be Tesco valued, which is our own programs. Uh-huh. And some will be Uncle Ben's rice. Yes. And then that's when you bring another bring partner up. in. And the rice could be um, needs some mental health support. Mm. And, and, we, and then that creates up the chicken curry, which is the career in digital. And, and that's what you need to do. It's microservices built in a youthful way so young people can digest them and access them where the process doesn't become too long-winded. Brilliant. Love that. Oh, I'm learning lots here myself. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because this platform is very much about, you know, know, serving the youth and serving, you know, parents. And, you know, you can't do, and I know I can't do this on my own, you know, and at some point I'm going to need to have, you know, that support to help me, you know, to help, to help me grow. And, you know, at the end of the day, as the African proverb says, you know, it takes a village to raise a, raise a child. And it's so important, you know, and I think that's such a powerful statement, you know. Totally agree. Totally so powerful. Agree. Now, God, because I'm just conscious about your time. I've got a few more questions for you, Jack. I mean, you're, you're a public speaker. You speak at so many events. What is the most common shift in mindset that you experience amongst the youth after your speech? You know, the, it, I can imagine the power in the room after you've spoken. Is there anything, one, one, one or two things you can share with us? that our youth are after they sort of come up to you and say hey Jack oh my god that was amazing is there anything that yeah so I, I, firstly they say how can I follow in your footsteps and how can I what can I do um, and I, I always say the grass is not always green yeah you don't know what is taking someone out to get out of bed so don't compare yourself to anyone mm. literally yeah, it's taken 185 stages for me to get up on here to be confident. My first stage, I, I tripped and it was so embarrassing. Um, <laughs> so remember, don't try and be where the person you're looking at is at the moment. So that's my first bit of advice because they say, how can I do what you're doing? I say, no, you don't want to do what I'm doing. It's hard work. There's, you might not be passionate about it, but do something that you want to do. Yes. Do something that gets you out of bed in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I always say that first to anyone that after the speech. Secondly, I always flip the question. So I'm a big believer from going having all the answers to all the questions in everything you do. So when they say, oh, okay, I'm going to go and do something, I, I say to them, okay, but what are you going to do? Mm. How, what are you going to do next and how are you going to move this forward? And, and, and that is and giving, giving the audience one action that they can go and take away. Yeah. Because otherwise it, they get overwhelmed. They go back to their, their, their lives. They go back, watch a cup of tea. They have a cup of tea. They watch some TV. And it, it never gets anywhere. So it's all about action. Yeah. I'm a big one, action. So they're the two things mm. I say. Don't compare yourself to me. Yeah. Trust me. Yes. Go and compare yourself to your, your, your better self, your yesterday and how you can grow. Mm-hmm. Be inspired, but don't yeah. compare. And two, make action, but start small with your action. Fantastic. That's brilliant. So powerful. That's brilliant piece of advice. I mean, what is what is your proudest moment? I'm sure you, you must have so many. Is, is there any that really stick out? Um, yeah, you? there is. There is a number of uh, proud moments. Um, like, for instance, I get to meet some really interesting people, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, which is great. But I think my proudest moment is probably 
the young people that have not got no hope and they feel lost. I had one young lady come to me and said, Jack, I don't want to be on this world anymore. I'm feeling suicidal. And I caught that message and I met that young lady for a um, a cup of tea and a cake in mm. um, in Waitrose. And we went through that journey. We wrote out a plan and she's still in this world today. Mm. And, and I think for me, it's whether you're, I always say whether you're Carol or Coca-Cola, yeah. everyone can make a difference amazing yeah it doesn't it doesn't matter how big or how small that difference is mm-hmm. sometimes all you need to do is lend an ear yeah just be there for someone yeah because we've all got something to give haven't we we've all got we've all, all got something to give yeah and we all need help with something that's right that's right two more pe- two more questions what three tips or pieces of advice would you give a teenager? I know you, or young adult. I know you've given so many so far. Are there any three main tips you'd you'd like to share with our our listeners? So, my first one would be network, network, network. Mm-hmm. And and what I mean by that is go and go and find out what people are doing, what careers are out there. What what is this? guy or this young lady on TikTok doing and why they've got a million followers and how they commercialize and that. So go and ask all the questions. So go and network and be inspired by different industries because you will find something that you're passionate about. Yes. And it might just spark an idea in yourself to to go down one pathway because there's so many different pathways in life you can take. Yes. And there's not one, there's not one right pathway that it's whatever you want to make it. Mm-hmm. I think secondly go from having all the answers to all the questions in everything yeah. you do. Uh-huh. So just literally say, Oh, but what does this mean? And how, and what, and ask as many questions. The only, the only silly question is the one you don't ask. That's it. And, and thirdly, remember things do take time. Mm. Rome wasn't built in the day, but it was built, but it was also built by a number and number of people. So you have to bring people with you. But remember, the answer is not going to be there. If you go onto line and you fill out your CV and you start applying for jobs and you apply for 10 jobs and you get known back, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen in a day. That's it. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And I love I love those those pieces of advice. And I think for me, Jack, it's really important as well is to know your values, your core values. And I love your core values. You know, be bold, be honest be passionate, be kind, ambitious, and be fair. And I, th- I think it's so important for, for everyone to know their, you know, their core values, because those core values are our drivers, to, you know, on how we, you know, look at life and what we do in life. I agree. And I also would add, don't have values because it's trendy. Mm. So being kind right now is a trendy thing to do um, in the world of social media. But you have to be kind when no one's looking. Mm, yes. Love that. And that is my definition of kindness. And you never know what it's taking someone to get out of bed. You never know what it's taking your parents to get out of bed this morning or what they're going through or same with your children. Yeah. So just be kind. Yes. Don't be because the last night's neighbor had the music a bit loud. 
don't cause a rare. Just be kind. You don't know that music might have changed their mood. They might have needed some soul searching. You never know. Yeah. So just take a moment to realize, okay, why is someone doing something and how can I be kind in this situation? Yeah, brilliant. Fantastic. Love that. Last question. What is the most important message you would like to leave with us today? Last message I would love to leave is we've come so far through lockdown. Mm -hmm. We're nearly at the end. Everyone's been absolutely incredible. And look at the resilience in your own lives that you've put together. Some sh- you've everyone's had to, had to compromise something. Be mm. proud of that. Don't forget the lessons that lockdowns taught you. Yeah. And as soon as lockdown's over, embrace what we have. Yeah. Embrace the the just even going to a restaurant and eating a meal, and and actually use that as power to move your life forward. We need to take a lesson from this lockdown, from this pandemic, and it's going to help everyone if you channel it in the right way, no matter how tough it is right now. Amazing. Oh, Jack, that was great. I could talk to you forever and ever and ever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. No, that's fantastic. Oh, that's amazing. I've learned so much. That was just brilliant. Such powerful words, you know, and I really appreciate you. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your heart and all all what you do, you know, because you're doing amazing things so I really appreciate you and I and I thank you and I and I wish you all the best and all the success and continue doing amazing things you know and um, oh, thank you thank you, know, you. And, and thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to come on your platform and speak to and and, and speak to some of your fantastic community because uh, it's a honor for me as well so thank you Oh, you're welcome. Oh, our listeners. Oh, I wish, I mean, I hope you got as much value out of this as I did. You know, Jack is an amazing, it's just amazing. And, you know, if you do need some guidance, you need some mentoring, do check him out. You know, check out the youth group. You know, it's a fantastic fantastic organization and um yeah they're there to support you and um as always you know remember to share this podcast you know with those who you think will benefit you know let's get the message out you know let's help our youth succeed you know spread the word spread the love and remember to check uh, out my link in the bio and you know from all my links and my website oyana.co.uk visit it sign up and if you're looking for a mentor or a coach of course i'm I'm your girl okay so and I'll be happy to support you so until next week keep learning live fearlessly practice gratitude love unconditionally this is Carol Oakley peace and love to you all see you next week bye